Hi everyone, my name is the Senator and I'm crazy about books. I love reading them aloud, but my brothers can only sit still for about 20 seconds before they just run off or start screaming and wrestling. So I've decided to share my love of reading with you guys. I hope that you enjoy. Hello and welcome back for chapter 18 of Keeper of the Lost Cities by Shannon Messenger, read by me, the Senator. Thanks for listening. Chapter 18. How was your first session? Dex asked as he handed her a tray and made room for her in the lunch line. Oh, fine, except I was almost electrocuted. She tried to keep the quiver out of her voice. Sir Connolly stopped the lightning before it hit her, catching it in a tiny fluted vial at the last possible second. But the hairs on her arms still stood on end especially since she botched the class assignment and she caught Sir Connolly making notes about it. Was he sending them to Bronte? That's elementism for you, Dex said. Wait till they make you collect your first tornado. They're not easy to catch. Of course they weren't, because they were tornadoes. Why do we have to learn to bottle that stuff anyway? Mastering all the elements is one step towards nobility. Why? No idea... Neither of my parents are in the nobility, so I don't know much about it. Right. His parents were a bad match, whatever that meant. Hey, what are you doing here? I thought you had detention. I still have to eat, he grumbled, filling his tray with brightly colored foods. The lunch line wound through a series of stalls like a food court at a mall. None of the food was recognizable, so Sophie grabbed whatever Dex took. Sorry I got detention on your first day. Are you going to be okay without me? Sure. She'd eaten lunch alone her whole life. What was one more day? Except there were no empty tables inside the cafeteria, which took up the whole second floor of the glass pyramid. Sophie scanned faces, hoping to find Fitz, but all she saw saw were strangers, most of whom looked away like they were trying to discourage her from joining them. She was on the verge of panic when a pair of teal eyes caught her attention. Unfortunately, they were set into Bianna's perfect face. Bianna held her gaze and shook her head, barely perceptible, but the message came through loud and clear. Don't even think about sitting here. Sophie ignored the sting of the insult, focusing on the bigger problem. Bianna was sitting next to Fitz. Where was she supposed to go now? Jency rushed to her side. Hey, my friends and I have a table. It's only guys, and most of them are pretty lame, but you can totally sit with us. She might have hugged him if her hands hadn't been full. Thanks, Jency. If Jensie's friends were human, they would have been skinny, with acne and braces. Since they were elves, they, had fairly, they were fairly good-looking, or they could have been if they hadn't slicked their hair into greasy ponytails. They stared at her like they'd never seen a girl up close before. One of them even drooled. Sorry, Jensie mumbled, setting his tray down with a bang. Come on, guys, I said be cool. Sorry, dude, they all said in unison and went right on staring at Sophie. Jency sighed. So, how was the E? E? Elementism, said one of the greasy ponytails. Dude, you don't know what we call it? Of course she doesn't. She's been living with humans, Jency explained before she could say anything. He grinned like he'd just done her a huge favor, but she had to fight the urge to crawl under the table, especially when all his friends leaned back in their chairs and said, Dude. She barely held back her sigh. 
Elementism was good. I wasn't zapped. Well, duh, the drilling one vol- volunteered. Your clothes would be all singed and stuff if you were. Jensie rolled his eyes. Anyway, what do you have next? The universe? The name alone sounded daunting. Don't you mean the you? The drilly one asked with an exaggerated wink. The other guys giggled. Jensie shot them death looks. That's not what we call it. Stop messing with her. Sorry, dude, they mumbled. Enough with the dude. You guys are killing it. Sorry, dude. Jensie looked ready to explode. Sophie covered her laugh with a cough. Thanks for taking care of her, guys, but I'll take it from here. A girl's voice interrupted. All the greasy ponytails stared and drooled as a pixie-like girl grabbed Sophie's tray and motioned for her to follow. What are you doing? Sophie hissed. Rescuing you, she whispered, tossing her blonde hair. Not sure what else to do, Sophie murmured a quick goodbye and caught up with the girl. You can pay me back later, she said without turning her head. She was extremely petite, and her uniform looked like it had spent all night balled up on the floor, but she still looked pretty. Maybe it was the way she twisted some of her hair into tiny braids, or her huge, ice-blue eyes. Sitting with those guys is social suicide, she explained. Jensie's not so bad, Sophie argued. Sure, he was a little over-eager, but he'd come to her rescue twice already. Yeah, he's fine, but those other guys, she shuddered. My name's Morella, not Mare, not Ella, no nicknames. She led Sophie to her table and set the tray down next to hers. Most people here aren't worth my time, but I figured anyone who got Steiner to hate her in less than a day is my kind of girl. Take a seat. For some reason, Sophie obeyed. Steena hates me? Oh yeah, but you're better off. She's evil. So I keep hearing. She wasn't sure it was a good idea to have enemies, though. Would Bronte use that against her if he found out? Anyway, I saw you over there with the drooly boys and felt sorry for you, so I thought I'd try making a friend. The way she said it almost sounded like Sophie should feel honored. You gonna eat or what? Oh, right. Sophie took a small bite of a green puffy ball and felt her lips pucker. It tasted like sour licorice soaked in lemon juice. Do you usually sit by yourself? She asked when she could move her face again. Sometimes I let boys sit with me, but I'm not a fan of girls. Girls are annoying. She shot Sophie a warning look, like she was ordering her not to be obnoxious. Like, check out Princess Pretty Pants over there. She pointed to Bianna and rolled her eyes. I'd rather hang out with a bunch of goblins. Sophie grinned. She couldn't understand how such a grumpy brat could be related to Alden and Della. Or Fitz. Her brother's cute, though, Marilla said, her voice turning dreamy. What I wouldn't give... It took all of Sophie's willpower not to agree. She took another bite of the green ball. Marella sw- smiled when she cringed. Too sour? Way. I guess that's what I get for copying Dex. She took a sip of lush berry juice to wash away the taste. Dex, strawberry blonde, curly hair, and dimples, right? He's cute. His family's a little... She looped her finger around her ear. But that's not really his fault. His parents seemed okay when I met them. Sophie said, defending her friend. The Disneys are nice, but they're odd. I mean, they have triplets. And having triplets is bad? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how it is in the Forbidden Cities, but here we have our kids one at a time. So to have three is weird. My mom says it's because his parents were a bad match. Sophie tensed at the insult. What exactly is a bad match? A couple that was ruled genetically incompatible usually means their kids will be inferior. 
If you've met the triplets, you'd believe me. No way those kids would be normal. She shrugged. She shrugged. Even his aunt and uncle are super strange. Grady and Adeline? She nodded. They used to be, like, celebrities. Like, more famous than the backers. Who? Marella shot her another warning look. Fitz and Vienna. Their dad's super important. Their whole family is. But Grady has was even more important because he has such a rare special ability. Then their daughter died and they freaked out and cut themselves off from everyone. Sophie wasn't sure she liked Marella's tone. There wasn't even a hint of sympathy. You guys really don't understand how hard death is, do you? And you do? Sophie nodded. My grandma died when I was eight and my mom cried for weeks. She'd had to hear every one of her mom's heartbroken thoughts and there was nothing she could say to make her less sad or to bring her grandma back. It was the most helpless she could remember feeling. Weird, was all Marilla had to say to that. Anyway, Dex seems okay. I know some people think he'll end up in Exilium, but I doubt it. Ice ran through Sophie's veins at the name. What's Exilium? The school where they send the hopeless cases. It's pretty much a guarantee you'll end up scooping mammoth poop at the sanctuary when you grow up. And that's if you're lucky. Sophie couldn't hide her shudder. She had to do well in her sessions. There was no way she was going to that awful place. She'd do whatever it took. Her afternoon session was the universe, and it was daunting as she'd feared. Every star, every planet, every possible astronomical object, she'd be learning them all. But Sir Aston, a pale blonde elf with a soft, whispery voice, said she was a natural. Apparently, he'd never taught a prodigy with photographic memory strong enough to remember the complex star maps he projected across the walls of of the dark planetarium. Sophie had no idea why it was so effortless for her, but she wasn't complaining. At least she had one session she excelled at. She hoped Sir Aston sent Bronte a note about that. Every day ended with a hour of study hall on the first floor of the pyramid with the rest of the school. Dex waved her over to a seat he'd saved for her. You survived, he said as he plopped down next to her. So far, she smiled as she dug out her universe homework. There you are, Fitz said, approaching the table. His green level four uniform somehow looked better on him than on anyone else. Even the cape looked good, which, especially with the green dragon clasp. Why didn't you sit with us at lunch? She chose not to tell him about Bianna's hateful glare. Jensie invited me to sit with him, and I didn't want to hurt his feelings. Ah, well, maybe tomorrow. Oh, and he handed her a folded slip of paper. My dad asked me to give you this. Inside the note were two short sentences in precise letters. The San Diego fires have been extinguished. No reason to worry. Sophie smiled. Her family didn't live there anymore, but it was still a relief that the fires were out. Everything was back to normal. Dex cleared his throat. Oh, sorry, do you guys know each other? She asked, stuffing the note in her satchel. Dex said yes, as the same time Fitz said no. Awkward. Well, she said, trying to fill the silence. This is Dex. Nice to meet you. Right, Dex snorted. What? Nothing, apparently. Fitz frowned. Dex glared. Sophie watched them, trying to make sense of the animosity. I should get started on my homework, Fitz said after a second. He smiled, and her heart did that stupid fluttery thing again. I just wanted to check on you.
I'll see you tomorrow? Sure. Oh, and, uh, nice to meet you, Dick. He added with a hasty nod as he walked away. It's Dex, he growled. What is up with you? She whispered. Me? Nice to meet you, Dick. He repeated in an uncanny impersonation of Fitz's precise accent. She fought off her smile. I'm sure it was just an innocent mistake. Please, I see him all the time. Not that his royal highness bothers remembering, but he remembers you. Why is that, by the way? And why did he give you a note from his dad? I stayed with his family my first night here, and Alden promised to get back to me about something. It's about my old life. I'm not supposed to talk about it. Figures. What? Nothing. I just hate that family. Everyone thinks they're so cool and talented, but they're totally overrated. Dick, he muttered. Maybe Fitz just heard me wrong. Yeah, right. Listening, listen to you defending him. You're just like all the other girls. You know that? I saw what you did when he smiled at you. You lit up. I did not. Yes, you did. You were beaming. Beaming? Did Fitz see that too? I wasn't beaming, she argued. Dex rolled his eyes. Girls. Okay, that's it for today, folks. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.